What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Duelist 101. This is Mason here with Zach. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? Man, living the life as always. Um, man, we are getting our newest uh, series started that we're pretty excited about. Uh, basically, meta busting. How on earth do you stop the cards that are at the forefront of the meta in roughly 30 minutes or less? And that's pretty ideal for us. So, Zach, any hints as to what we're talking about this week? Um, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if you have a main deck monster named uh, Nyan, Nyan, we're talking about you. That's right. Yan, Yan, you're going down. Dumb cat. Do you remember the computer game that was like the Yan, Yan or whatever it was? It was this cat that had a little rainbow behind it, and it would, uh, you would, it'd be traveling up and down the screen, whatever, like that. It's going across, and you have to get to the end of the level, mm-hmm. and you would have to go and dodge stuff like that. I just, I, spe- I have this specific memory of some of my friends playing in high school. I don't know. I just, I remember having friends back when I was in school. And All I, right, Mason, just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to fight you. <laughs> no, I do remember that little game. I think it was a whole thing for a while, like little cultural kind of thing. It was uh, like T-shirts, all this stuff. It was. It was anyway, guys, we are hyped about this week's episode. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll come up with some name, I guess, for the meta busting thing. We're trying to do as much as of this as you guys. So, in addition to the listening to us, definitely go do some research on your own. See what different YouTubers, when they're showing off their combos, say when they say like what this single card comes down and this is what makes the combo go that's what you need to stop and so we'll talk some a little bit about that here in a second so let's get to it better bust episode one let's do it This week, if you haven't figured it out, we are going to be talking about virtual world. But before we really dig into the deck, I do want to take a second to mention our social media pages. Um, I don't mean to brag, but in about a week and a half, we've hit 40 followers on Instagram. Wow. I know. I know. (laughs) No. um, So we do have an Instagram. It is uh, the the username is at duelist101podcast. Uh, we try to make it pretty easy for you guys. And on Twitter, it is, um, I believe, official, official duelist. And on the S there. And then one. All right. Yeah. Official, official duelist, duelist one. One. Because I had too many characters. That's right. <laughs> so it That's shortened right. it for me. So yeah, definitely follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We don't have a Facebook thing going on. Nope. There's less people unless you're in a private group on Facebook when it comes to Yu-Gi-Oh! So Twitter, Instagram is probably where we're going on that one. Anyway, getting into this, we got Virtual World. Mason, can you tell us a little bit about what Virtual World has done since it came out of Phantom Rage here at the end of the year this past year? Yeah, absolutely. So whenever people were initially talking about uh, Virtual World, um, one, it was known as Datascape back in our youth. Um, And... It was a deck primarily designed to work with level and rank three, six, and nine. Um, basically, like all the uh, cards have the restriction of uh, you cannot summon cards except for level and rank three, six, and nine. 
so it's a whole thing. Like it's what they want to do. It's pretty ideal. Um, and it makes the deck extremely easy. Um, but whenever they were announced, they were also known as essentially being all Salaman Great Gazelle. Um, if you're unfamiliar, Gazelle is an extremely unfair card in many ways and uh, helped propel uh, Salamangrate to extremely high levels of meta contention. But on to it. Uh, basically, the entire archetype, as far as their monsters, do what Gazelle did, right? They were easy special summons, and they also help further your game plan in that way. With the metagame, uh, Virtual World has primarily morphed into True King of All Calamities Turbo. Um, it is extremely easy for uh, Virtual World to get two level nines on the field. And as such, they decided the appropriate answer was going to be making True King of All Calamities. If you're unfamiliar, it should be banned. Don't worry it, about it. <laughs> it needs to be banned. It is an Xyz monster, a rank nine monster that um, once per turn as a quick effect, that means yours or your opponent's turn. You can detach material, declare an attribute. All monsters on the field become that attribute and cannot activate their effects or attack, I believe. Yeah. They, so it means sit there and look at your opponent. That's right. Means. That's right. So it ends up being one of those scenarios where um, suddenly you are in a really terrible spot as far as being able to actually utilize the monsters you have on the field. Um, so the question that we have is, how do you beat this thing, right? Yeah, we are wondering, how in the world are you supposed to beat something that stops you from doing anything with your monsters? Now, if you are a sub-terror player or a set five and pass player, then you may be less concerned about VFD, but on the same token, it's really, really annoying to deal with. And so all that to say... We have to, we're going to come together and we're figuring out how do you beat True King of All Calamities Turbo and what happens if you fa end up facing two of them. But some of the best things you can do while you are playing Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu everything builds to some boss at the end. So what happens if you take out some of the construction? That's what we're going to go into. And we have called those VICs, very important cards. And so we're just going to call it VIC from here out. And we're going to tell you just a little bit about them. Mason, what is our first VIC? So the first one is, I'm not going to get the rest of the name right, but it ends with Lulu, okay? It's the one that every <laughs> time virtual you see, world. <laughs> yes, something that I am so bad at pronouncing, Lulu. Um, basically, this card is Stratos. Um, it uh, first acts like a foolish burial and or foolish burial goods. It sends a monster and basically it sends a virtual world card from your deck to your grave as well as discarding yes it does so much so almost all the virtual cards in all almost all the monsters at least in mm -hmm. some capacity have you go and send it acts as a foolish or foolish burial goods in that it sends virtual world cards to the grave which they get benefit off of it's really really stupid it's annoying mm -hmm. yeah so Okay, yeah, it just works as the one foolish. It's not torn scale. You don't have to discard as cost. But um, the thing about this card is it's uh, it's kind of your Kickstarter. It's the one you initially want to special summon. Um, not the first card you want to activate, though. That actually moves us to our next one, uh, which is this continuous spell called uh, King Long. Zach, you want to tell us about it? 
Yeah, so King Long is really, really important because it is another way to get you started. So let me pull up King Long just so I can read the text for you guys and help us understand here's exactly what it does. So virtual world gate King Long. Here we go. Let it pull up, let it pull up, let it pull up. All right. So here's its effect. You can banish one virtual card from your graveyard, then target a face-up monster on the field and negate its effects until the end of the turn. So remember, this is a continuous spell, so this is something that you'll only be able to activate during your turn. So negate its effects till the end of the turn. Even if this card leaves the field, you can banish this card from your graveyard. Here's the kicker, all right? Add one virtual world monster from your deck to your hand. Then, man, there's a then part. So if you are a cubic player like I am, then you're like, oh, this is kind of like Cubic Karma. Well, almost. You banish this card, add a Virtual World monster from deck to hand, but then you can send a card from your hand to the graveyard, and you can only use each effect of Virtual World Gate King Long once per turn. So if it gets destroyed after you've activated it on field, you can still activate it in Grave. It's not a big deal. Yep. So, and I, Go ahead. I was about to just add, um, ideally, with King Long, that's the thing. It also works as an extender for you. So... Uh, by adding yet another virtual world card to hand. And since almost all the virtual world cards, if not all of them, I really think all of them do, all of them, like, you throw stuff away into the graveyard, which is a benefit for you, you don't care, allows you to special summon it. So you barely have to normal summon much at all within this deck. It's nasty. So King Long, Extender, and worst comes to worst, Starter, if you really need it. So. Yeah. Next one we got is uh, Chuche Mason. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the trap, uh, this is the trap of the archetype. The other one's uh, still in the OCG, but basically this is the one that really causes issues with um, as far as giving virtual world players the ability to get out uh, True King of All Calamities. Um, see, this trap, whenever you banish it from the graveyard, allows you to change the level of cards that are on the field. So that's a problem. <laughs> if, uh, if the cards can't uh, modulate their levels, then it doesn't really matter what they're trying to do. They're not going to be able to do it. Um, but a lot of people will use this, uh, this level modulation in order to uh, facilitate the true king of all calamities um, combo. So basically an ideal setup is you, uh, you activate King Long, you use whatever virtual world monster you have in your hand, preferably Lulu, um, target King Long, um, special summon itself, and then allow, like that allows you to start sending cards to the graveyard, filling that up so that you've got resources right there for you. Um, and then from there, the train's pretty much rolling uh, until you get to level modulation, which, you know, that's, uh, that's its own beast to stop. Yeah. So. Those are the cards you look out for with this deck. Right. And yeah, we, of course, VFD, we mentioned it earlier. Its whole effect is... So if you don't know, let me pull it up just so you guys can hear the card text and why it's a terrible card that to exist in the game of Yu-Gi-Oh! And any card that says, no, you can't play the game is really annoying to deal with. So here's what it says. Once per turn, as a quick effect, which means you can activate it at any point during your turn, during your opponent's turn, whatever. Detach one material, so low cost. Detach a material from this card, declare one attribute. And usually players will pick dark because it kills almost everything unless you play light sworn. 
or something like that. (laughs) 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 Dumb. (laughs) So there's very, there's a small amount that is not dark that is consistent in the meta right now. For example, Eldritch. If the person knows they are playing against Eldritch, they'll probably call light. That way they can avoid dealing with Eldritch. And so different things like that. This turn, all face-up monsters on the field become that attribute. Also, all monsters in your opponent's possession with that attribute, and since everything became such, cannot activate their effects or attack. Monsters that true Draco and true King monsters in your hand would destroy with their effects can be chosen from your opponent's field. So if you are a true King player and you play this card, now you get to go and select monsters to destroy off your opponent's field. So not only do you stop your opponent from doing things, now you can just break their board piece by piece by piece. And the combo of this and dinos made a deck that was insane a couple of years back. Mm-hmm. And to the point where the world championship was a um, was a mirror match between True King Dino and True King Dino, and it was really who can pull Misk first type of thing. It was really yeah. funny. So anyway, Mason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's kind of it, man. Uh, if the idea is to uh, get out this huge boss monster that's really hard to get off the field anyway, um, in order to facilitate. Um, I mean, you're killing them on the crackback. You know, uh, you spend your turn one, you invest a lot of resources to get this card out then boom, you just knock them out on the next uh, turn because all they're going to be able to do is set a card. And so why not, you know? So that moves us to the most important part by far of this uh, topic. How on earth do you stop them? All right, so you have two options. Uh, One, you can pick one of the choke points and I use choke points loosely, right? Um, They make the most sense to me about like, hey, stop the play starters early. Or, hey, if level modulation is the issue, you stop that card, right? So you you pick your spots. But that is the challenge with Virtual World specifically. If they have another Virtual World card, they just go with that one, you know? And so, yes, you made their board a little weaker, but how much? You know, how much did you actually do? And that's the challenge of facing down this deck. Um, but that brings us to, like, what hand traps can you use? Um, like... And we're going to look at this starting out as you're going second against them, right? Because that's where a large part of the issue is. If you're going first, set up a board that has several negations and you'll be fine. You know, Uh, you'll be able to destroy cards, uh, put them in the grave, you negate the effects. They can't do what they want to do. That's exactly where you want to be. But if you are um, going second, you got to, you have to stop calamities uh, at all costs. So how exactly do we do that? That's what we're here to answer today. Zach, you want to start us off with our first classic? So what you have to do, no matter what, is you draw perfectly. You That's go right. to a waterfall, you That's practice right. drawing, I guess, mm-hmm. and you practice getting the right cards at mm-hmm. all times. I mean, if I and remember, that's how you win at Yu-Gi-Oh. If I remember in GX, that's exactly how the guy got so good. It is. He went. He would go and he would practice. He had all the cards floating in front of him for some reason, and he would have. A, he would go and close his eyes and snatch it from the waterfall. And you yep. need to train just like that. No, guys. Um, yeah. So- no. If if you don't have a Karate Kid montage, you did it wrong. That's just it. 
<laughs> and that's before every duel. So you that's might go out every on single time. one. <laughs> All right. Uh, realistically, here's what you gotta do. We there's a couple play, couple options we have in terms of going second. Then we have some going first options as well. So here's what goes on. Um, first one we got is Ghost Bell and Hod Mansion. The pro- one of the problems with Virtual World is so many activated effects from the graveyard, especially if it is a spell or trap. All right, the monsters they do some stuff in in the grave, but not as much it seems like. Now I read the text a few minutes ago, so some Virtual World can listen to this and say that Duelist One One podcast guy didn't know crap. <laughs> and that's right. fine. I don't care. You're right. I've never played the deck. You would be absolutely one million percent correct in your statement. So that being the case, if you can stop effects from going off in grave and play Ghost Bell and Haunted Mansion then you have a really good chance of stopping it because here is what Ghost Bell and Haunted Mansion does. It goes when your opponent activates an effect from the graveyard in some capacity. And there's so many different little things. So one of these effects, you can add a card from the graveyard to the hand deck or extra deck, special summon a monster card from the graveyard or banish a card from the graveyard. There's the key right there. If you can stop the banish of a card from the graveyard, then you are making money because when that card or effect is activated, discard this card and negate the activation, right? And it doesn't really destroy it or anything, but it doesn't have to. It's it's stuff that happens in the graveyard. It's what you're stopping. So you get to negate it for free and it works out really, really nicely. That is a card that is incredibly important for doing this. And Mason, you listed Ghost Bell, the trap card. Can you uh, enlighten us a little bit on that one? Yeah, since Chuche banishes, uh, you can banish uh, the trap card Chuche, uh, which will get sent at some point during the combo. The reason it gets banished is because they want to try to modulate the levels. If you go spell that card specifically, they are not able to modulate their levels. They'll be stuck with like a weird level six, like, or two like level threes, right? And no one wants to end up there. Now, that kind of banish. Uh, or that kind of play works with uh, like as long as, you know, depending strictly on the kind of hand that the virtual world player has. Um, there's no guarantee that that is the best thing, but it is pretty stinking good. But so. uh, in terms of like the virtual world player having the best hand ever, you're kind of running that risk by playing the game of Yu-Gi-Oh, you know? That's true. Like, <laughs> like if somebody that you're playing has not prepared their hand to be as good as possible, even though everyone jokes about breaking all the time, Mm-hmm. many people very much prepare their deck where they have some play every single game yeah the only people that legitimately brick all the time is strictly monarch there's, yes, there's and nobody else, else. no they, one they actually just stack bricks they make houses for their duels usually they do. and they do. that's um, why they built the temple that's why they're the monarchs they're the kings <laughs> in addition they are excellent at birdhouses for some reason <laughs> they do they do lead a uh, construction class down at the lows they are the most i remember going to those man <laughs> um, oh. incredibly structurally sound um yep. runs into an issue when you're trying to make a pole using a brick it um yeah it can be a little difficult but Apparently you using nail files it, really it. helps. Yeah, I also heard just Gorilla Glue did a lot for the... Really? Wow, that's amazing. <laughs> All, right. All right, moving on. <laughs> so Man. next card we got, Mason. Uh, 
I'd love if you would just tell us about Ash. We we know Ash. We love Ash. Why why Ash instead of all about that Ash Mason? <laughs> all right. <laughs> See, you guys weren't in the Zoom when he did an eyebrow thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Um. So Ash Blossom and Joyous Spring. This card, anytime um, your opponent would add a card from deck to hand, from graveyard to hand, or no. Yeah. Um, if they add a card to hand, if they special summon a card directly, or they send a card from deck to graveyard, you can ash all of those, if I remember right. Yeah. And it, it's sort of the opposite of Ghost Bell and High Mansion. Yeah, and yeah basically. They, they balance. Yeah. So... The idea here, um, it's not perfect by any means because uh, your virtual world opponent must have bricked bad not to open <laughs> more than one virtual world. But if they start their combo with Lulu, um, Lulu's the one you want to ash. I think that and their continuous spell, yeah. ideally. If you can banish one of those, or not banish, if you can negate the effects of one of those, um, then you keep your opponent from getting those extenders. It's not perfect, okay? I'm not going to pretend that it's perfect, but it is good, okay? Um, work on Lulu because, you know, adding a card to hand, you want to stop it. Um, and, I mean, continuous spell, same same concept, you know? It's, uh, it's uh, those two th- effects also make Droll and Lockbird kind of okay, um, not gonna lie, it's not fantastic. It would be much better. Like I still, side note, recommend Draw and Lockbird if you're playing pretty much Drytron specifically. Um, but Virtual World has its own different sets of weaknesses, right? We'll talk <clears throat> about uh, Draw against Drytron next week. We'll yeah, that a lot. it'll probably be next week. Yeah, for sure. But that's the thing, right? We gotta, you gotta make sure you understand uh, what each different deck does. Um, but yeah, so Droll's pretty good. Um, Ash is really good in those two places, uh, are pretty ideal. Um, we also have Effect Veiler on here. Zach, which thing? So I, I love that. I think it's a really, really good idea. So a lot of the virtual world monsters, they have effects that activate on being special summoned, which means they're trigger effects, which is something you can chain. All right, and Effect Veiler during your opponent's main phase, you can go and say, oh, okay, Effect Veiler. And I'd have to check the text. I don't even think it has to be during your opponent's turn. But if you can go, they special summon Lulu and they're trying to add a card to hand, that means they're trying to get more extenders to hand. Then Mm -hmm. you can go and play Effect Veiler, which is also a cheap option, by the way. Right, they reprint it in almost every structure deck. So you play Effect Effect Veiler and you are in very, very good shape for the, the next bit of play because now you don't have to worry about Lulu and stuff to hand. Now, they can have more extenders. It's kind of great for that. But in terms of making it much harder for them from that point on, it's a pretty good spot to be in. And Infinite Impermanence is sort of the expensive version of that. But Infinite Impermanence has a better target, we believe. And Mason, what's that target? Well, uh, so we talked about the first part, right? Uh, Answering the key pieces that they want during their combo. Another option, um, although a little risky for sure, um, is 
going at VFD head on. If you know that you are a quality going second strategy and you know you're going to either destroy or send cards, <clears throat> um, <laughs> do that <laughs> instead. It'll work better because here's the thing. Uh, being that it's so hard to pinpoint exactly one spot during the combo uh, to play your hand traps, it might just be better to try to um, answer the end result instead. Um, VFD is not impervious to destruction. Um, it is, uh, it's not resistant to targeting or anything like that. So you have a lot of really good options in just negating its ability, right? It can only activate it once per turn. It is a soft once per turn. So if they have two VFDs, you know, different problem. But if it's one, it's a lot more manageable. And uh, not going to lie, you know, not everybody's perfect at doing their combos in paper. It's Just true. saying. True. Just saying. So here's the idea. Uh, cards like Infinite Impermanence, which, yes, they are better than cards like Effect Veiler, even though they effectively do the same thing. Um, Effect Veiler only works on your opponent's turn. Infinite Impermanence works on yours and your opponent's turn. So what you do is you wait for them to activate VFD's effect, and then you uh, activate this kind of hand trap, right, to negate its abilities. And that's pretty ideal for, for uh, our context, right? So we start with infinite impermanence. There's also some other options, right? Zach, what's the, what's the next one we got? So another option you got is some like Widow Anchor. So what VFD does, it waits usually for your standby phase or right after your... I guess right after your draw phase would be your standby phase or right at the beginning of main phase one. And mm -hmm. that's when they activate their effect usually. That way mm -hmm. you just can't play for the rest of the turn. But if you play a quick play spell or a trap card such as infinite impermanence, the quick play spell that we have in mind is actually Widow Anchor, right? Now it'd be a spicy tech for a lot of you guys to throw into your deck, but here's how it would work. They would say activate... Uh, true king of all calamities effect and you would be chaining it in response and because it's a quick play spell you can activate it from your hand at any point during your turn now if you want to play during your opponent's turn you need to set it and then it's essentially a trap card is what it does so you activate widow anchor which if you have no monsters in the main monster zone now you get to go and negate the targeted monsters effect and as a bonus I doubt you'd get to this point, but if you had three or more spells in your graveyard, you can take the monster, which is pretty sweet. Mm -hmm. And so that is an incredibly powerful thing. And a lot of these have to be in response to like, obviously all these would be on summon or if it's effect negation, it's on activation of effect. Because if you guys try to go and activate your effect before they've activated theirs, they can quick effect in response and turn it off and it doesn't matter. Yep. So next card we got is one of the most popular hand traps in the game right now because it has so many great, great capabilities. And it's so Mason, very cheap. <laughs> there we go. And Mason, that that hand trap is Psy Frame Gear Gamma. Um, this is this is the one. If you guys have ever heard about drawing driver, um, this is the joke, right? This is what it's about. Psy um, Frame Gear Gamma is um i mean cyframe as a whole deck based on um interaction is the nicest way to put it um 
<laughs> basically it's all hand traps based around their cards plus utilizing a uh, card called Cyframe gear or Cyframe driver um whenever your opponent activates a monster effect you can activate Cyframe gear gamma also if you're a Cyframe player you might just be the most annoying player in the world i'm sorry to tell you this that's Please play true. a different deck yeah um i've definitely had to play and sit through a 30 minute edo pro game where it was just the guy kept doing he would just play on my turn it was really annoying yeah so anyway mason go ahead yeah you're doing god's work over there um (laughs) uh so your opponent activates a monster effect you can special summon cyframe gear gamma uh and one cyframe driver from your deck uh or graveyard funny enough and then uh you can negate the oh geez i don't know if it's activation or effect um and then you destroy the card being that vfd has nothing on it that says um that it can uh prevent that destruction boom you got rid of your problem right there um so you activate that and now you also have link material so all you gotta do is put a cyframe lambda or whatever the card is the link monster is and now you can activate cyframes forever and always now the key here is you have to do that with the cyframe link otherwise you cannot do it like if you're going turn one obviously you can do it but yeah you would have to control no monsters because on your going first turn unless you're activating a spell or trap to get you started mm-hmm. then you have to pull the cyframe link and then you can play gamma right because the normal restriction is if you control no monsters then you can do this right that's that's what he's getting at here the cyframe link allows you to have monsters on the field right so yeah you get rid of vfd and right there now you can you're free to do what you want right because effect destroyed taken care of all that good stuff and now uh vfd's effect is no longer lingering um and now you can do whatever you want and hopefully just destroy your opponent right then and there so that's what makes that that particular card probably my biggest recommendation is that one right there um i think if you're not if you're not playing it uh right now especially then you're just missing out man um Forgot to mention this one with uh, our VICs, um, the card No Material. It's actually pretty cheap, and um, it's really unique. With, uh, if your opponent like special summons a monster, you can discard this card, and your opponent cannot use that monster for a Link Summon, Synchro Summon, Xyz Summon, or a Fusion Summon. Right. It's a, it's a really hilarious card, guys. It's a little mm-hmm. gnome that's at a protest and it has yeah. a sign and it's just like, no, and it's, it's a really yeah. funny art d- card design, but it's <laughs> also really, really cool. It doesn't negate effects or anything like that. But if you are playing, for example, the synchro level nine and mm-hmm. they're trying to special summon another card so they can do the trap and then go and adjust levels and whatever like that, if you mm-hmm. went after they synchro summon that level nine and you said okay no material they can't pull vfd yep they're done so now given their level nine is also macrocosmos so but we'll touch on that here in a second (laughs) (laughs) so basically if you're going second it might be a better idea to try to just deal with vfd um instead of trying to figure out where on earth am i supposed to stop this combo 
just wait for the boss. You know, it uh, it might be your best move unless you have no material in hand. Drop that sucker ASAP. Absolutely. I mean, why not? You know. So yeah, that's that's what we got with that. If you're going first, honestly, build a board. You know, build a board. Hope they didn't open so many uh, virtual world cards. You'd be fine. Yep. You know, it- if you have probably two to three monster negates, honestly. Uh, they'll play through it but their board will be much much weaker than vfd and realistically guys you you have to come to a point in your hopefully beginner Yu-Gi-Oh career that's kind of our listener base if you're more than that that's great critique us everything like that but if you are a beginner you're gonna find out real soon if you want to continue with this game you have to be able to put up boards that have negation and removal in some capacity and so negation it's incredibly powerful if you're going first get that negation out and run with it yeah yeah for sure so um if you are going first as well there are some options you can put in like a little banishing package right you can put in cards like dimensional fisher like i said macrocosmos um if you're a hero player or you have the access to the card mask change too um you can turbo out turbo out dark law which um and all of those cards um instead of having your opponent send cards to the grave those cards are banished instead um which is you know it's pretty nice pretty nice it's really annoying if if you're playing eldritch play dark law i guarantee guarantee (laughs) because here let me tell you one of our buddies he plays heroes and i play eldritch I play Cubic Eldritch. It's not pure Eldritch because cards are expensive, but I play Cubic Eldritch because it's a fun variant to me. Dark Law ruins me because it's every card is banished, so I don't get the graveyard effect, which is what my entire deck does. Mm -hmm. So, if you got like, even if you need to side out Dark Law and get Verite so that you can change it to Dark and go play dark law it will help so much yeah yeah i mean that pretty much sums it up right there um yeah guys that is pretty much it as far as the tips that we have if you have strategies that have worked for you let us know shoot us a message on instagram or uh shout us out on twitter whatever we'd love to talk to you guys um more than anything we just want to keep the conversation going and keep coming up with ideas to destroy the meta so so yeah let us know what you guys are doing and trust trust what you got going on a lot of you guys you have amazing ideas for how your deck works everything like that and at the end of the day if you're struggling understanding some of this stuff trust your deck there's a lot that it can do cards are not just made bad usually yeah unless unless they're pack fillers (laughs) that's right so anyway guys that is the episode for this week next week mason do you want to give a hint as to what we're talking about genesis impact genesis impact so we even mentioned a little bit of a hint earlier we told you guys what it was and hope you were paying attention hope you remember so we're really excited about don't it. Don't go it's back. Be- no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're super excited for it. We are going to have a lot of fun. And I guess we'll find out how powerful Drill is. All right, guys. And that is, I think, all we got for this week. Mason, any last words? And just uh, just thankful. Thank you guys so, so much for listening. Honestly, building up this Instagram page wildly fast. 
um, it's very cool. Very cool to uh, to kind of feel the the love and support from you guys um, in that sense. And so, you know, keep listening. Tell your friends about it. Uh, we love having you guys and have conversations with us. DM us if you have any good ideas or shout us out, whatever. We're fine with whatever. Yep. We're super excited. All right, guys. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>